can't steal second with your foot on first. Good morning, everyone. Welcome to another episode of the Picnic Table Society. I'm Joe Calabro. Got Aaron Williams and Jeff Deck here, along with a special guest, Caleb, today. Um, first of all, it's Monday morning. How was everyone's weekend? Long. Very, very long. Was it really? Yes, it was. Wow. Eventful for me. Eventful? Oh, Jesus. Mine was great, man. The weather was beautiful outside. Well, in a nutshell, I was diagnosed with bronchitis for the second time in six weeks Saturday morning and then went to a fundraiser where my fiance spoke at. And then we had helicopters and cops looking for a guy from the halfway house. And then the, my friend in a coma that we were talking about last week, they took him out of the coma. So that's good news. Well, that's good news. Yeah. Then. Stuff. Great weekend. Helicopters, huh? Helicopters. Yeah. Like it was you like were Goodfellas. on uh, Goodfellas. Yeah. It was like Goodfellas. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I heard the music too. Absolutely. Crazy. Yeah. I didn't have any of that going on this weekend. And we had cops going into Wacko's and hotels on Phillips Highway. It was, oh, yeah, can't make that up. Ooh, can't nice. Mm-hmm. Nice. Well, Aaron, I know your weekend was long, but are you ready for this? Yeah, I am. Yeah? Yeah. Cool. What, hey, do, we, what do we got going on? How are you doing today? Yeah, that's you right, Caleb? Caleb. I'm tired, but I'm good. <laughs> I'm, I'm happy to be here. Awesome. Awesome. Well, what are we talking about today, Aaron? All right. So for today, you know, we're talking about the topic of parents, and, you know, parents in sobriety. And to go into that a little bit more, you know, we've got Caleb here and he, from talking to him a little bit, getting to know him, you know, his mother was an alcoholic. So for the first 10 years of his life, he saw her in alcohol, in active alcoholism. And then she got sober when he was 10 years old. And then, so now he lived, he grew up in an alcohol, in a recovery a recovered home you know right what I mean? so how was that caleb uh which part um so <laughs> well, when did you start drinking and drugging 12 okay so okay. what year was that so right when your mom hit yeah. <laughs> recovery <laughs> so that's an fu to your mom right basically, there <laughs> basically two years before she got sober i had my first drink and then it became a problem a year after she got sober so like the first time i drank i blacked out and then I did, it was a crazy scene. And then I, I really never blacked out since then, but I didn't drink regularly till about 15. So did you experience the alcoholism from your mom? Like, was she there? Was she present? Did you see she, bad she attitudes? She was always present. So the crazy thing is, like, I hear stories in the rooms all the time about people not being there and whatnot. And she was always there. She always picked me up from school, got me to school on time. She, she Functioning. I, yeah, highly functioning. She kept her job, the same job for 30-something years. You know, her, she's still married after 37 years. Like, it's not the typical alcoholic story, but she's like her, she was always angry. You know, mm. like she, only, she even shares in a story, there's only two emotions she had, and that was anger and happy, and it was rarely happy. You know what I mean? She, any, anytime something went wrong, she'd get angry. That was the way she dealt with it, you know, and she, she avoided going to the mailbox because of debt collectors and like mm. just little things you notice that, Looking back at it, like to me it was normal, but looking back at it, it was weird. You know what I mean? But she was, I was, I tiptoe around the house, afraid to upset anybody. And then eventually I didn't care anymore because no matter what I did, I was going to get in trouble. And then that added to me being a troubled child. And Well, when she got into recovery, did you see an immediate change or did that take time? Uh, so the way I found out she was in recovery, uh, I came into the kitchen one, she got sober like tw- January second or something then she relapsed and got sober again seven days later and never relapsed again but i found a, a big book on the counter not knowing what it was and there was a white chip next to it still not knowing what that was i found out later what that was but i did see it said alcoholics anonymous and it just sparked questions but i'd never asked because mom always got angry when you meddled in her business so mommy what's this white chip <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah 
<laughs> Son, that's for you one day. <laughs> well, well, when did your alcoholism and addiction really take off? Like, how old were you? I was 15. Okay, because I'm curious, because your mom was probably about three years sober no, then. She, so she's only 18 years sober, so she was one year sober. One year okay. sober, and she knew immediately? So, yeah, yeah, hands down. So... So the funny thing about my mom's story is she got sober, and then like three weeks into her being sober, my grandmother was diagnosed with a with a inoperable brain tumor, and she was going to die. And then there's like two other instances just as severe as that happened within the first three months of her getting sober. So on top Ow. of trying to get sober and maintain three kids and a job and all of that, like I don't know how she stayed sober, but it worked. So huh? Wow. Yeah. Got to give her credit, huh? You have to. So was she hitting you with all the AA mumbo-jumbo one-liners at some what point? That's what I wanted. Yeah, yeah. let's hear the yeah. one-liners. So my, not immediately, but yeah, it started, she still to this day, we'll go to family reunions and like my family will be complaining or whatnot and she'll look at them and go, time takes time, you know? Like, <laughs> <laughs> and they have no clue. No, and like, and no, just, no not always, at all. Now at this point, I just cut eyes at her and I'm just like, what are you doing? You know, like, like first things first, you know, like she'll, and she'll, she does. She AAs the whole family and they have no idea what she's doing. So that's funny. Yeah, when she got sober, was she like grabbing your hands and immediately trying to push God on you or anything like that? No, my mom is so she like even in grandmothering. So she knows she's noticed from watching other people that like most grandparents push their beliefs and values on the new parents, which are their kids. And she like takes a step back, and she's always done that. She doesn't like to force anything on anybody. So no, she took the subtle approach for sure. That's pretty oh, okay. cool. Yeah, because I, I, I know people that have like, you know, they may have had like, you know, one parent or both parents or something like that in recovery or something like that. And oh, man, you talk about getting like, you know, thumped in the head by a big book mm. when you're a teenager type of stuff. You know what I mean? Well, your wife's dad was a, a very, very respectful well, member of Alcoholics Anonymous here in Jacksonville. Yeah, yeah. Um, that, you know, that was, um, yeah, her stepdad. And mm -hmm. um, God, my wife was a teenager by the time. Uh, her mom and my and uh, her stepdad got married and stuff like that. But he no, he had already been sober for like a few years already at that point. Right. Um. Yeah. For like a while. And so, yeah. It's not like she got. Yeah. She got the kind of kind of grow up like you know with that or whatever. But uh, what I find interesting is Caleb's coming up on one year very uh, very very soon. Oh, and, that's um, awesome. He's one of the guys that live here at the Java Club in the halfway house. And um, thank God for Caleb. I thank God for Caleb being here, being a great example is I wonder today, how is the conversation now that you've got this sobriety and uh, you're actually growing and doing the deal here? And just like your mom still is, when you guys have conversations now, can you see an improvement on that as opposed to when you were out there and she was probably just trying to be that, almost like that that big book to you, knowing not to force you into this? So this is kind of a long answer. So my mom... My mama, she, knowing the disease of addiction, she never wanted to enable me, but at the same time didn't want me to die. And she's told me many times that she already had my funeral planned out a long time ago, and she was just waiting for the day she got the phone call. Wow. So, and at one point in my addiction, all my three, I have three childhood best friends, and they all refused to come around because none of them wanted to be the one to tell my mom I had died. Like, that's how bad my addiction got to put it in a, in a, in a situation. But she did, like, try and rescue me many times. I went to rehab four times just to satisfy my mom because mm. she like she picked me up at the liquor store one day and she's like throws a pamphlet at me and she's like how's it you know, <laughs> like, yeah yeah like, and it was a god moment because i was walking to the liquor store she had no idea what side of town i was on which was pamphlet going. was it do you remember uh, oh it was uh it was an actual pamphlet for a rehab oh okay it was, it was like a, a brochure you know and and i was like yeah sure whatever mom you know like i'll go and then, yeah and i stayed sober for like three months and not even sober clean but um what was the question again 
<laughs> the, con- the conversation with your mom yeah. today. Okay, so so I call my mom before I call my sponsor, and that's the weird thing. Like it, it's it's kind of like having two sponsors because like I I've seen her recovery, I know the truth in it, and I've always looked up to her for hope because I know this program works. And every time I go back out in recovery, I always drink myself back into recovery. You know, like I always come here when it gets bad enough because I know it worked for my mom. So with that, like we. She constantly, and sometimes she'll overdo it, but, like, I won't ask for advice, and, like, here comes the AA speeches and mm-hmm. whatnot, and she'll remind me, like, that's just God working in your life, you know, like, mm-hmm. you just got to take it one day at a time, you know, like, don't overlook, like, last night, I, I told her what was going on in my life, and she, she gave me this long lecture, and I was like, eh, but she's my best friend in life, like, hands down. That's fantastic. We've been through everything up and down. And- you know what's interesting, though? Like, I bet you anything, like, especially, like, early on, you know, when you were, uh, you know, first in your addiction, because you were probably still living, you know, at the house with her, right? Yeah. Yeah, so... I mean, you probably couldn't bullshit her, though, right? (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, yeah, like those of us that have parents that are not like, you know, alcoholics or drug addicts and stuff like that. It's like, man, we run so much game on them. It's not even funny. Caleb, you're justifying that. Caleb, you're rationalizing that. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. You probably couldn't get away with that. Not even that severe, but like we have nonverbal communication. And like when I relapse, it's like I don't. she doesn't say anything. She literally, it's a look I get, and I go, ah, you know. Oh, like, she, oh, yeah, they know. It's like, it's like, she'll look at me, and it's something my eyes do. I won't even say, if I don't stop talking, that's her first clue that I've been mm. drinking. And then, like, I get the look, and I'm like, ah, I'm caught, you know. Like, it's, well, it's yeah, it's like one of us, like, you know, like, uh, if one of my friends, you know, uh, goes out and relapses or something like that, which I haven't had to deal with, you know, uh, like, recently, I guess, you know what I mean? But, um like you know, mm-hmm. like you just oh, you take you one look. Know. Yeah, you yeah. take one look. It's at that nonverbal know? communication that Caleb yeah. said. By the way, my mom's not alcoholic, and I have great nonverbal communication with her. And I'm holding up my middle finger. <laughs> <laughs> that's yeah, that's pretty, that's pretty much it. Pretty <laughs> no, see, uh, so it, it was a double-edged sword. So in the beginning, I was like nervous to relapse, and it kept me sober longer, but for the wrong reasons. So eventually, I relapsed. But eventually, knowing that she was going to catch me, it just faded out the severity of care. right. Like yeah. I didn't care anymore. You know, like once I relapsed, I would go to her house. I would go to her house and let pretty much like let it be over with. You know what I mean? Like, you know, mom, I've relapsed. This is where we're at. But she she kicked me out of the house at seventeen. I didn't allow it to come back till I was like twenty three. And yep. there's a bunch of things back and forth. And thank God I had a codependent girlfriend to hold my hand the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> so, I think it's fantastic. It's just like an an extra tool that Caleb gets to have by having a uh, a mom who's so involved in recovery. And uh, I, you said that you call your mom before you sponsor I a do. lot. I That's do. great. Does your sponsor know that? Uh, yeah. I've t- I've, do you call I've, your mom about females? Uh, not really. Mm-hmm. I don't really have that in my life. <laughs> my female drama is I have a mother and my child who yeah. hopefully one day we can get back together, but that's up to God. We just live our day. And she, we've talked about it, but we live our life one day at a time. And, good answer. If this was yeah. family feud, we'd be going, good answer. <laughs> yeah. So that means, yeah, did she make you go to like an AA meeting like early on? Like Alateen? Uh, no, but 17, I went to my first rehab and then I was in and out of the rooms ever. So like, she would, she would like suggest it and I'd hop in the car with her and go. Oh, uh, okay. Were you in the same rooms as your mom, like while she was sharing or anything? Yeah, was she down. like trying to introduce you to everybody? This is my son, Caleb. So to this day in Tallahassee, I'm Michelle's son. Uh, <laughs> to, to this day in those rooms, I am Michelle's son to like 
80, 90 people. So. That's funny. Have you gone back to Tallahassee for a meeting since you've been here? Uh-huh. And they're all proud of me. But, like, so with my pattern, I've picked up probably 90 white chips in Tallahassee. Right. So they're just kind of still in the phase of waiting for me to pick up another white chip. But the ones that really know me and talk to me believe what's going on. So out of all the times of getting sober, my mom even says, you're really doing the deal this time. And I think it's because I, I gave up. I can't. I have a kid now, and mm-hmm. that really put a difference on things. And I just... I don't want to. I was to the point to where I didn't want to wake up anymore, but I was too egotistical to take my own life. And I just got, to, it's, it's, I thought there was no hope because I thought my son would motivate me to get sober and it didn't work. So I was useless. I was hopeless. And then there's no hope. But sobriety's taught me that as long as you're alive, there's always hope. So. Well, not only that, and I <laughs> think that, like Caleb just said it, it's, she said that you're really working a program this time. You know, Jeff and I, we've had conversations about, you know, he'll mention a guy that lives at the job club and I'll be like, ah, I never met him. And he's like, yeah, that's my point. You know, mm-hmm. for me, my mom living six hours away, she was really scared when I first got sober down here and wanted to stay down here. Like, what if something happens? You don't have anyone there. And now it's today, two and a half years later, it's she picks up the phone and is so happy that I'm here. And it's because she can see in my actions that I'm doing the right thing. So I think, you know, with all those people back in Tallahassee, you know, the ones that can actually see more of you or hear more of you, they see that you're actually doing it. You're going to meetings. They can hear it in the way you're talking, you know, because if someone's working a program, it's easy to tell. Absolutely. It and is. But has time, it- time takes time, though. <laughs> I see you did that, Joe. I see no, you no, did that. I mean, my, I mean my, my whole family lives, you know, a thousand miles away. You know, I'm from New Jersey, so my whole family predominantly still lives there. I have a couple of brothers and sisters that live, uh, you know, like outside D.C. or whatever. But I don't have any family that lives in Florida. So they don't get to see me on a daily, on a day-to-day basis. But, you know, I go up there, you know, once or twice a year. And, you know, my parents come down here and, you know, and stuff like that. But I talk to them, you know, on the phone all the time and stuff like that. And, you know... Yeah, I think that first year is a little kind of like like you said. Everybody's kind of waiting. Like, wait a minute, yeah. you know, like is he for yeah, real this time? Yeah, like he's doing real good right now. Let, I, you know, but just you know, like they're <laughs> they're watching their you know the clock. Yeah, it's like I've known this kid for fourteen years, and like I know his behavior patterns. He does well for a little bit, and then he falls right. off. And right? Like, how, is he? But they see that the first thing I do when I go in town is go to a meeting, and I tell them I'm back in town, and I let them know what's going on in my life. So. Like I think the behaviors are a hundred percent different this time than I've yeah. ever gotten. I was sober for a year and a half, and it worked. And God gave me promises and whatnot for a year, and then I took my will back. And then, but I wasn't working an honest program. You know, right, things in the steps that I skipped over. That and I, your mom is well connected in Tallahassee, as far as in the middle of the program, correct? She, like people know she, who she is. She shows uh, up. I don't know how to put this, but yeah, she's one of those people that everybody knows. There you everybody go. Everybody knows. She she does jail meetings for. She takes meetings in the jail every week. She's done that since uh, like ten years now. Like she well, she's real active. Yeah. 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 You know, Caleb told a story here not too long ago, and he did an absolutely fantastic job. So I'm interested in if you're very excited at some point here if they're going to invite you to to one of those home group meetings in Tallahassee to share your story. Have you ever done it. it there the previous time? Nope. So are you excited about that? Has there been any talk about that? I've never been nervous public speaking, and I right. think it's because I have a huge ego, and I, I'm a social <laughs> butterfly. So like, I, but I don't have any issues. Yes, I'd love to. I love. I, my mom has always said, if you can get sober, the amount of people with your story and experience and pe- passion and patience 
how many people you could help. It's it's un, she said it's unbelievable, like what you could do. Absolutely, so I'm excited. I'm very excited about. No, that's awesome. You know, I think it's it's you know this is a family disease. You know, and I know Joe it and is. myself both yeah. have uh, children. And um, for me, when I got here, my it was Father's Day weekend. My son was about to turn two, so you know I'm coming up on eight years. So my son grew up in in Alcoholics Anonymous and he I took him to meetings with me from the very very beginning and what I'm I'm finding funny now is he's repeating our one-liners I mean he tells me to keep coming back sometimes and it's (laughs) just absolutely insane (laughs) yeah Yeah. I mean like come on he asked me the other day daddy what's wrong with you and I told him you have no idea you know it's just the, the funny things that he hears here he's translating and using in our home yeah, no, that's cool. That's cool. I mean, I have, you know, my kids, um, and, and I know you're, you know, your son's a few years older than, uh, mm-hmm. than mine, but I mean, with our five and two, but I actually, I kind of have like a little bit of a different, you know, right. opinion. On yeah. I don't, I don't actually bring them to meetings at all. And I don't want them around any of that stuff. And that's just because I've seen little kids in meetings with people sharing like some really Absolutely. inappropriate stuff. But not only that, it's like, I kind of, I don't really, I don't know. I don't really want them to uh, – I mean, listen, when they get older, I guess they'll eventually find out, like, right. hey, you know, mommy and daddy are, you know, like recovering, you know, alcoholics mm-hmm. or addicts or whatever. I mean, I guess that's inevitable. You know what I mean? They're too young to understand that now. But, like, <laughs> I don't know. I just kind of don't even really want them around – well, I was a stay-at-home daddy when I got sober, so oh, no, I had no, my had son. To. Yeah, That's so it was a, a different kind of thing, and oh, no. he was, hey, he was uh, I don't low functioning people. autism at the time. Now yeah. he's high functioning. No, I don't so criticize was, people for doing it. Mean, absolutely, you got to do what you got to do. And I see, especially especially women that have you know single moms, mm-hmm. and it's like you know they work, they you know uh, they have their kids right after you know they're done with school and stuff like that, and then they got to go to a meeting and they bring them, and I, you know there's no problem with doing that. I, I just, can tell you this: what I always I just try not to because me and my wife like. Like I'll I'll take a turn going to a meeting and right. we'll stay home with the kids. Right, we'll just, you have that luxury, but, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Absolutely, and that's yeah. a blessing. You know, I always put your uh, headphones in his ears most of the time, anyway. Right, you know, because you never know what you're going to hear <laughs> right. in here. Oh my goodness! There's always going to be that one person that it doesn't matter if there's a kid in the room; they're still going to share what they want. Oh yeah. Well, hey, oh, you yeah. know, and this is actually interesting, and you know, Caleb can comment on this, right? So if you're if you're like uh, like a young, you know, impressionable. Um, you know, teenager or even younger than that or something like that, and you have a parent that, like, drags you to an AA meeting, right? Are you going to grow up thinking that, like, there's something wrong with drugs and alcohol? Mm. So, I don't know. This is weird. So it sparked (laughs) curiosity for sure. But, like, what what I can say is I didn't really pay attention when I went to AA meetings anyways. Right. I went to, like, we'd have a breakfast on one Saturday a month. I'd go to that, and then I'd sit in the back room. You know what I mean? Okay, yeah. So it's just, but they were always happy. It gave me uh, enough to know that I could go there if I needed to. And watching it work in my mom's life was enough for me to know that it worked. So, I so it gave you know, like a positive yeah. view of and, it. But, yeah. I, but I was on the spectrum of like your your child where I never really went to meetings. Like I, once in a blue moon, I would go to a meeting. Okay. My mom had nothing else right. to do. I just don't want my kids to grow up, you know, like if I were to, my fear is if I were to take them to meetings with me all the time that they would like, you know, hear stories and then like really be like, you know, there's something wrong with alcohol, you know, and then uh, listen, eventually they're going to be of age where they're in college, they're friends. I mean, they're going to experiment. Yeah. I mean, that's yeah, just God works do. all that out. But I don't, it, you know, I know, I know. I, just, I don't want them to be like afraid of it. Like, you know what I mean? Like, hopefully they're not alcoholics or addicts or anything like that, but there's nothing wrong with drinking. 
I mean, if you're a yeah, if you I can, just, I just, well, no, I just, yeah, I mean, if you can have just one. Well, no, I mean, if you're like just a normal, you know, twenty year old kid in college, you're gonna do it. And I don't, there's, I don't really think there's anything wrong with that as long as you're not my doing mom, it like alcoholically, the, like the, like the four of us in this room. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. My mom did a good job of making me aware of what the disease was that it was in our family. Like my brother and sister are not alcoholics; they can drink and and put it down and totally normal. Yeah, but yeah. I'm the one that got stuck with the disease. My grandfather died of alcoholism. Mm. Um, so she made it aware that it could be an issue, and then we found out really quick that I was the one with the issue. Look at that. <laughs> you know, real quick. Real quick. Joe, right. Joe and I grew up in the 80s, so the only thing that – the things that made us aware was like Nancy Reagan. You oh, remember the Nancy no. Reagan just drug thing? No. Just, just say, say no. no. And also, yeah. did you have D.A.R.E. We come did. to your school? We had the D.A.R.E. program. Oh, we had D.A.R.E. come to my yeah. D.A.R.E. the store. I guess that didn't work. Oh, yeah. No, D.A.R.E. was great. We said, you know, D.A.R.E. Drugs are really excellent. I can't believe you know what it meant. I had no idea. Yeah. Oh no, that's that, that, really, that was our that was our own. I mean, oh, <laughs> I didn't even think about <laughs> drug that. Abuse drugs are really education. excellent. <laughs> no, drugs are really excellent. You that's what we said. Such a junkie. Yeah, that's right. Tell you. How many bundles a day, Joe? Two, two bundles two. a day. That's right. <laughs> well, that's Jesus. fantastic. That's cool, cool, fantastic. Cool. Well, hey, listen. You know we're uh, you know we're about ready to wrap things up here, Caleb. Thank you so much for coming on yeah. here. Um, thank you everyone for listening, and I hope everyone was able to you know get a little bit something out of there. Maybe you know help you think about. Uh, things in a little bit of a different light um you want to say something thanks for having me on and i'm glad to be sober today that's about it yeah Yeah. awesome awesome well we really appreciate it aaron jeff you know you guys want to any parting last words i will say this for anybody out there who's young who maybe have parents dragging them around to meetings make sure you inquire about ypg in your area there are young people groups so if you don't want to go to a meeting where there's a bunch of 50 year old men saying don't share for the first 30 days look into ypg (laughs) oh that's a topic for a different discussion i have have my own opinions on that yeah me too we're gonna have to say that one Nice. Until next week, I got a huge opinion Me on that. Me too. Awesome. Don't share the disease. Awesome. But Keep I, I am just, I'm going to second what Jeff said. You know what I mean? Like for a young person, like a teenager, especially looking at the YPG because it, it, they will, you'll fit in better there. That's right. Like we'll, I said, I got my own opinion. Oh, yeah. We'll even bring on uh, people from the recovery high school. There's a recovery high school here in Jacksonville. That'll yes. be another show as well. So right, that's we'll cool. talk about that. No, that's Caleb cool. had something? I've been sober. I've tried to get sober in seven different cities, and YPG is different in every city. Just keep that in mind. Like It's, it's ran differently. Does the Y stand for different things? No, it's the same. <laughs> it's all ran differently. I've been, it's a complete different experience. <laughs> Easy, Aaron. <laughs> that's pretty funny. That's yeah, pretty funny. Whoa, now. Awesome. Well, hey, thank you, everybody. And, um, you know, thanks for everyone for listening and we'll catch you next time. All right. Bye.